The Final Furlong Podcast is sponsored by Unibet. Sign up now using code ATR-30 to get your welcome offer. BeGambleAware.org. 18 plus. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Welcome along to the Final Furlong Podcast, where my voice has been restored. Thank you, doctors and medicine. <laughs> medicine? I think Kevin quite fancied his chances of hosting this week's podcast. Oh, well, Kev, you'll have to wait for another day. Um, I'm Emma Kennedy, joined by, who has already made his cameo, Kevin Blake. Hello! From attheraces.com. Busy weekend ahead for you, my friend. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, every weekend's busy, you see. I like the way you're trying to play this down. Uh, the horse is getting a lot of reaction on Twitter, and the very best of luck to you. Um, breeding and... It's Midnight Oasis she's out of? He's out um, of? Yeah, a, a, call, a cold by acclamation out of Midnight Oasis selling in Newmarket tomorrow evening. So we'll see how we go. Go on, Kev. Knock it out of the park. If it's bred by Blake, then you know it's going to be earning plenty of bread. Uh, we are also joined by At The Races pundit, Mr. Declan Ricks. Hello. <laughs> Ching ching! I get paid every time you do that. Who continues to steal Kevin's intro? I know. I was thinking maybe like if if I am invited on in the new year, I'll have to get a, I'll have to I'll have to do something original. Uh, you could do like the fast show one. Welcome to Jazz Club. Nice. Uh, it's a fantastic weekend's racing across three different race courses. Uh, two of them live on ATR. We will start with the Bet Victor Fighting Fifth Hurdle. Grade one, class one, five past two, live on ITV from Newcastle. Um, I like the fact that ATR and the team have been tweeting out iconic finishes from this race in the past, uh, particularly Harchie Ball, who just came there on the bridle. Typical him. Um, what a horse he was. This year, we've got quite the lineup, assuming everything lines up. Right now, it's best price six to four about the champion hurdler, Bouvadere, the dual champion hurdler, uh, who comes into this on the back of a wind operation. Sam Crow is two to one. He runs. Somerville Boy, uh, who we last saw winning the Supreme Novices Hurdle, four to one. And Bedrock, who claimed the scalp of uh, Sam Crow last time out and will be soon off to the States, is 16 to one. And Rachel Blackmore, once again, will be on board. She goes to Newcastle to ride. So, Declan, uh, you get first go. Bouvadere, Sam Crow, Somerville Boy. This is kind of like a throwback to the old days. This is when we used to have champion hurdlers and champion hurdle contenders actually taking each other on before the big race itself. Finally, there's a big match on that does not include Cheltenham. Big time, yeah. It's great to see. Um, there's probably a, a serious bead of sweat dripping, dripping across Nicky Henderson's brow when he saw it. He's like, oh, Christ. Boover is actually going to have a race before Cheltenham this year. <laughs> so look, it's brilliant. Uh, this look, this is what we want to see. Um, fair play to everyone connected that's declared and entered. They're, they're all having a go. Look, just because you win or you lose here doesn't necessarily you, you're going to win or lose at Cheltenham. You know, mm. there's a there's a long way to go. Um, yeah, look, it's it's outstanding. There's only there's only six runners, but um, you know, I genuinely apart from maybe a decent Irish horse, there there's I can't think of too many kind of good ones in the UK that are that are missing. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's a top class lineup to be fair. What way are you leaning 
currently. Is this a race that appeals to you from a betting prospect? Um, I, I don't think so because on what we see, it's hard. It's hard. First of all, Sam Crow, I think on what we've seen should, or sorry, what am I saying? On Bouverdere and what we've seen is comfortably the better of, of this field. I've got him at his best 10 pounds ahead of Sam Crow, and I've got him uh, nearly a stone ahead of Summerville Boy. But then on the other hand, Bouverdere is, um, is, is known as a, as a gross, stuffy horse, and he's having his first run of the season. So, is you know, this is he, he's there to be shot at, especially where Sam Crow's concerned. Sam Crow's already had a run this year. Um, everyone was crying, saying, "Oh, he's he's no good." When he was beaten the last day at a down <laughs> down Royal, but now the form looks like it's worked out a little bit. It's not as bad as every everyone was crying about. So, and he's got a run under his belt, so it's good. Look, it's good. And then you've got a a, a very good Supreme winner, um, Somerville Boy in there, who you know. I thought would have gone over fences if I'm if I'm being honest. I did he, too. Yeah, his jumping now kind of leaves a little bit to be desired. His uh, he can be good, but he can be a bit messy. And this it'll be it'll be fascinating to see him and Bouverdere and Sam Crow side by side just to see exactly how how his jumping holds up um, against these boys because there's there's no room for error at this level. So of the three. Which would you favour, Declan? Um, of the three... Or, you know or are you expecting is, perhaps a shock? Um, no, I, I don't think I am. No, there, there's there's a couple of others in there. You know, Bedrock, I think we should give a mention, given he did beat Sam Crow the last mm. day, but he's he's worse off at the weights now and is likely to be um, running on a much softer surface. So look, I, I'd be... I'd be if, if Sam Crow can't, if runs his race and he doesn't reverse... The, the form with bedrock well Christ we're in trouble then we are in serious trouble um, I can't have bedrock um, I do apologise to Skinny Tobin who I think might could possibly be listening as he as he bought the horse for American Connections but yeah well, look, I, well he was listening anyway thanks for that Rixie yeah yeah look this I think he's gonna he's gonna have more um, he's gonna have his days over in America because a horse of his ability going over there. Um, you know, I can't say I know too much about the American jumps race and scene, but he's Should a very, 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 yeah. yeah, he's a very good horse going over there. Um, I thought just be interesting here, kind of get you, your guys' thoughts as well. You know, Blue Air Rouge is running here for JP. He's now in training in England with um, Ben Haslam, has mm. left Willie Mullins's. Um, is he going to be a potential kind of pacemaker partner for Bouverdier for the rest of the season? Kev, I, I would have uh, thought so. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just not his running style, though. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's he's it, not yeah. He's not one you'd, you'd pick for that job, really. You know, I'm pr- yeah. pretty sure he's never made the running in his life, and by and large, he's a, a kind of a free goer that tends to get dropped in. So he'd be... It's, it's a possibility. Um, like, he's going to be a million to one. Um, so you see him there, and that, that was my first thought when I saw him in there. But then you look through his form, and you say, Oh, good, there's surely be a better candidate to do that job than him. Mm. Um, just on that, on that point, the fact that he's moved from Willie, um, I just interesting. I thought it was an interesting trainer change. I went back and looked at him um, last season, and um, Willie had six runners for JP um, last season, and three of them at least have, have moved. Um, which I thought was interesting. Two are gone to Ben Haslam, 
um, Blue Air Rouge, and uh, is it Demi Sang? And yeah, another yeah. one, and another one has gone to um, Porrick Roach. Um, or my yeah, Castilla Castilla Forza yeah. has gone to Porrick Roach. And you know what's left over now is like Blazer, um, Great Field, who we know is still there. Bez and Bon and Bon Papa, who um, who hasn't had an entry this season, but one would assume he's there. Um, and I'm not saying it means anything. Uh, JP that does move horses around. He moved a good few from Joseph over to John Joe there not so long ago. So. It's not. I, I wouldn't take it as a sign of uh, of anything significant, but I just thought it was interesting to to look it up, um, just in case it, it led to any speculation. Um, just in terms of my overall view of the race, Rixie's covered it well there. Um, look, if Sam Crow is going to be a champion hurdler, um, and if he's going to win one, you know, he's got to beat Boover there here, does he? You know, things are right for him. He has a he has a run under him. Ground will suit, uh, track should suit him, and he's meeting Bouverdere and Somerville Boy, um, neither of whom have a run under them. Mm. Um, he'd want, geez, if he doesn't beat him, he'd want to be running them very close if he's yeah. going to do it. Um, if, if he is beaten fair and square here and there's no realistic there's no realistic reason to think that he might reverse it going forward i wonder what his connections even reconsider the path he's gone down but so they um, seem I'd give him a... just just to, to to expand on this kevin um because you weren't really of the opinion that he would go to newcastle newcastle is a much tighter track he should get his ground he's had a run the champ the dual champion hurdler is coming in on the back of a wind up i have no idea if that means he's going to need the race more but last year he was six to one on to win this race this year he's he's six to four against um you know he's an odds against shot and and as you say sam crow has had the benefit of a run this season and they have committed to going here to newcastle which they've done before they did this with apples jade who just came up short um and and skip the hatton's grace for for obvious reasons as she goes for the the hat trick there but like is it a situation like is, is there any situation where you can see Sam Crow being defeated and and thinking well that doesn't preclude him from being a champion hurdler or would you just be very disappointed if he comes up short here on this on a tight track like Newcastle oh, I've already said it no oh. <laughs> that was a roundabout question <laughs> well, let, let no, me put it to if they don't be if they don't beat him here or go close and I think they they be have to be very concerned that they, they might never beat him um, within reason. And I don't think the track would be a problem. You know, Newcastle is a good galloping track. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would be a problem for him. But would the um, hill it, bring things more level for Sam Crow at Cheltenham? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be hanging my hat on that now. Okay. For this, um, he, he'd want to be going close here. I think he'd re want to be going very close. And to be honest, he'd, he'd want to be beating them today, I think. Um, uh, on this day, I should say, if he's going to win a champion hurdle, you know, within reason, of course, any horse can Boover there could turn could beat him on Saturday and turn up for the champion hurdle and, and burst the blood vessel and run terrible, you know. Yeah, but I, I, all things being equal on their best days, you know, oh, I think he'd want to be beating him on Saturday if he's going to do it, if he's ever going to do it. Um, and it's it's not a it's not an easy ask for him. Uh, Boover there, um, I know we, we pick at him a bit, and it, it, I think it's reasonable to pick at him in terms of. Uh, where you're, if you're trying to place him amongst the, the better hurdlers we've seen of recent years, um, you can you can pick at him a bit. But at the end of the day, he hasn't been beaten for two and a half years. Um, I know Barry Garrity 
reading his, his blog in ATR was quite had the other day. He was quite adamant that we didn't see the best of over there um, in the champion hurdle last season. Um, he, he said he basically said he didn't recover well from the race. That's why he didn't go to Aintree, which suggests that some for whatever reason something wasn't right at Cheltenham, and he still won. Um, he's had this bit of a uh, breeding operation. I think it's a, a pretty minor one by all accounts. Um, he had a race course gallop in Newbury last week that, that went very well, seemingly. And um, I'm, I'm sure Nicky won't leave loads to work on. I'm sure there'll be something, but there might not be loads left to work on. And look, this is just a fantastic race. I'm just really glad that we have it. I hope they all, the, the big three or the big four, if you will, not wishing to, to be disrespectful to Bedrock after what he did last time. Mm. I hope they all get there and we have a good clean race. Um, something, maybe it'll, it'll be Blue Air Rouge. Uh, we'll make the running and make it a, a good, honest run race, and we get some answers. And just as well as you know, talking about the, the big two, if you will, Somerville Boy definitely deserves respect. And um, Supreme Novice's hurdle winner. And it's, sometimes it's worth watching these back just to remind yourself. And I, I watched back the Supreme again this morning, and uh, what happened to him at the second last? He really shouldn't Ooh. have won after that. He's lost at least three lengths um, after stumbling, at least three lengths, quite possibly more. He's made a bit of a mistake at the last, and he's managed to get up. And I know uh, fans of Kalashnikov would say maybe Kalashnikov was committed uh, for home too soon, and that cost him. But being committed as early as he was, I don't think cost Kalashnikov as much as those two jumps cost Somerville Boy. And um, I think he's definitely better than that bare form. And he doesn't need to be miles better. Like, he's rated 156. Mm. You know, Sam Crow's 160. You know, so he's not he's not a million miles off these, or, uh, off, certainly off Sam Crow, um, based on, on novice form. So I wouldn't want to rule him out too much at all. But I think if you're a Sam Crow man, you have to back him here. Yeah. You have to back him here. He's got the benefit of a run. Conditions are right for him. If he's going to be as good as you would hope he he could be as a fan of his, uh, as someone that believes he can win a champion hurdle, he should win this. Um, I don't know if I believe in him that much at this stage. Um, I think I think Bouverdere will give him plenty now. Um, I, I re, I'd be struggling to have a strong betting view in the race now, but that would be a, a quite a bullish opinion going into it, that if Sam Crow can't beat him on Saturday, um, you know, he might struggle to beat him in a champion hurdle. And that will give his connections, you know, something to think about going forward. Mm. Uh, but I still think, you know, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to see it. I just hope we get a nice clean run and we should learn an awful lot from this, which, like you said in your intro, is, is fantastic because we don't always get to learn um, a whole lot in these, um, these early mid-season um, hurdle races and I think we're going to get some big answers on Saturday all being well well with the greatest of respect to regular listeners the Whitakers uh, Irving was second to Bouvedere last year as he went off 1-6 to six. he was then 2-11 to 11 for the Christmas hurdle and then 1-16 to 16 for that stupid stupid race at Sandown the contenders hurdle um, so like we, we learn nothing about him essentially in the build up to Cheltenham other than oh you won it last year maybe he can do so again life isn't going to get easier for Sam Crow because if he goes to Leopardstown at Christmas time which you could see him doing presumably he'd be facing Mellon um, we don't know how he'll run at the weekend we'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, if he goes for an Irish champion hurdle that's not going to be a simple one either but if you are a believer in Sam Crow and, and I am I think the the fact that connections have decided to do this means that you got to be 
taking it very, very seriously, then two to one is just a price we might not see about him uh, again. So I, I, I'm probably, I'm probably going to end up backing him on the day. Um, but Somerville boy and Bouvier, uh, and to be fair, Bedrock make this a fascinating test for Sam Crow, and um, hopefully everybody lines up. There's no stone bruises, and we end up with a with a fantastic race. So. If I was to force you for a pick, Kev, who would it be? Oh, you'd have to force me now, but it, it's probably Boover at the prices. Um, it's probably Boover. Okay. All right. And Declan, I'll ask the question to you that I asked Kevin. Uh, if Sam Crow were to be defeated here, do you think that precludes him from winning the champion hurdle? Or could you see him being carried out in the shield and, and saying, actually, uh, I still think they're right to go down this angle? I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard question to answer. It'll obviously depend on on how he's beaten. But look, Newcastle. You know, there's a horse who obviously stays two and a half mile. Newcastle's a lovely big galloping track. Uh, you know, over two miles, the likes of Leopardstown. People will say he's maybe not quick enough, but the Leopardstown and the track at Newcastle are probably the two best Grade One tracks for him to run at in terms of um, them being stiff in nature. So, look, we, we'll see. Um, you know, I think on on the balance of form, I think Bouvier should be, he should probably be closer to even money. But obviously, the profile of him being a stuffy horse and potentially needing the run against a race fit Sam Crow makes it that bit interesting. So, in terms of, you know, people listening, I think they don't, they, they'll want to bet and that kind of thing. To me here, the bet that makes real sense especially if you're a massive Bouverdere fan. Um, to me, the bet that makes sense is Sam, if you can back Sam Crow without, without Bouverdere at even money or bigger. I think that's the actual bet to go with here in this race. Because on what we saw at Cheltenham, I'd be confident he beat Somerville Boy. Now, look, Somerville Boy is still a young, lightly raced horse. He might improve. But Sam Crow's got a run on under his belt um, Vision to Flow is a nice horse but he doesn't look good enough and I'd be shocked if Sam Crow doesn't turn the form with Bedrock so if you were to get even money or bigger about Sam Crow without Boo there, I think that's the actual bet in the race oh I yeah, like that's an, that that's, an, that's an interesting shout I yeah. like even, that even money Boover or even money Sam Crow without interesting very interesting shout very interesting shout uh, best price 2 to 1 you can get that with a big firm um, big firm that's been in the news a lot lately so maybe you can get a bet on, or maybe you can't. Who knows? Anyway, uh, Sam Crow two to one, Somerville Boy four to one, uh, Bouvier six to four. You will see it live uh, on at the races five past two at Newcastle. It should be a corker. Over to Newbury at three o'clock for the Hennessy slash Ladbrokes Trophy Chase, um, where the betting is being updated as we record here on Thursday morning. Um, Declan, again, I'll start with you. I know you've put tremendous amounts of effort into uh, identifying the winner of this race. Who did you select late last night, early this morning, having poured through the stats, having watched countless videos? Who'd you come up with? And what are you doing right now in the background, Rick? So I can hear you. Me? Hey, oh, that's, uh, I think there's the, the lads are outside. Hey, will you keep it down in there? <laughs> Jeez. Can't even try and be professional in the world anymore. Huh? Rixie is uh, currently recording from At the Races HQ. It's a loud spot. It is. Why is it? Is it? 
Shite. Ah, you're all right. Pure and utter, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're all right. <laughs> pure, you're all right. Pure and utter. Keep, keep it rocking for us. No, 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 no. There is, there is a heater on, but uh, I don't deal with that old school nonsense. Elegant Escape heads the betting at six to one alongside Tom Lacey's Thomas Patrick. Uh, Kemboy for Willie Mullins, who won the race last year with Total Recall, is 13 to two. Miss Papois. Uh, seven to one, Dingo Dollar. I've been watching I'm a Celebrity this year, so that resonates. Uh, for Alan King, ten to one, and Black Horton, Brandy Frost, fourteens. American was fancied for this race last year, sixteen to one. Been off the track for two hundred and sixty days for Harry Fry. So, Declan, your thoughts on the Labrooks Trophy Chase, as we give it its proper name these days? Yeah, it looks like we've we've only got um. Ah, here. <laughs> That was Siri trying to update me. Go on. Ah, here. <laughs> right, it looks like we've got 14 runners, lads. Um, probably, I'd imagine that's probably the smallest field for uh, a, a Hennessy slash Ladbrook in quite a while. Big time. I, I actually, and we I, have the exact stat on that. Good man. Go on, give her to me. It's the smallest field in a, in a Hennessy slash Ladbrook trophy since 19. Dickity do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Always take the low-hanging fruit, lads. Absolutely. <laughs> Never miss the opportunity for a Simpsons reference. Oh, God. This is just so unprofessional, isn't it? <laughs> when is it not? <laughs> yeah, true enough. Right, go on. Uh, 14 runners, small field. Um, in terms of quality as well, I don't think it's I don't think it's a great uh, Ladbrokes trophy, lads. Mm. I didn't think... Last year's renewal was a good one either, but I think this one is potentially worse. But in saying that, there's four, while there's 14 runners, it's very, very, very competitive. I would struggle to rule out. There's probably, I think, I had a shortlist in the end of about six or seven, um, which included Kemboy, Black Corton, Elegant Escape, American, uh, Thomas Patrick, Miss Parfois, and even down at the end, uh, a rejuvenated young master of 10 stone five. I don't think can be entirely ruled out top so, seven in the market so Rixie is it yeah that's it yeah exactly <laughs> so, but no, Cheers, I, I honestly couldn't put any if, it, if anyone was listening I couldn't really put anyone off them but I think at the top of that list if I had to put anyone off a horse it would actually be Kemboy who comes in here looks like he's going to carry top weight and but I don't I, the whole weight carrying thing doesn't bother me in the slightest it it's his rating, which always concerns. And I think this lad, um, I just, I kind of try to keep my own numbers and I just cannot see how this horse is rated 161. I really can't. Um, I think that the, the biggest I could get him to was 154. So on that basis, Kemboy is one for me to 100% be taken on at the prices. And the value bet in the race, I thought at the prices was actually Black Horton, who was beaten at Weatherby last time out by definitely Red. But I think that sharp nature of Weatherby just, it didn't really suit him. And I don't think they went fast enough either. Uh, the fact Bryony Frost was doing a, a superwoman impression, I think at the second or third fence, didn't really help his cause either. But he, he ran well, to be fair. And mm. I, at the prices, he's the one who, who looks the value to me. But the one horse from early last season that I always had this race in my mind for was was Elegant Escape. So um, I think the value play is definitely Black Corton and the win play is probably Elegant Escape. 
Okay, so second but it, season. But it's a, it's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that that second season kind of chaser that you, you really want. But then again, in saying that, because it's such, because I think it's such a bang average renewal. I, you know, I, I, I would still have the height of respect for Americana Harry Fry, and as I said, the rejuvenated the young master at the bottom. I think you have to, especially with American. He was sent off, I think, five to one for this race last year. Yeah, but he's held together by sticky tape and blue tack. Sure, aren't you as well? You're held together by a concoction of drugs. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Like, first of all, uh, all prescription drugs. Let's uh, get. Oh, let's yeah, make obviously. that point very, very clear. And secondly, I don't have to run over a distance of three miles and two furlongs on good to soft ground at Newbury. That, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. That would I, get more pay-per-views than a McGregor fight. Oh, stop. But I bet you, you'd probably love Owen O'Connor claiming five sitting your, on your back. Oh, for God's sake. Ah, <laughs> uh, here. Kennedy loves women. Ah, uh, here. <laughs> I would like to distance myself from that comment while at the same time not offending Miss O'Connor in any possible way. Um, yeah, apologies on you if you happen to be listening. Uh, elegant Escape definitely <laughs> interested me for um, war. It's a desert horse, but he does continue to be in tremendous form. To be fair, uh, and I yeah. was I was very interested in Kenboy, but the top weight's not exactly ideal. But in in modern handicapping, Kevin, I'm not sure it matters that much. Yeah, yeah, no top weights um, wouldn't bother me now. In in the way the world has changed in terms of handicapping, it's not something that would bother me. And I suspect in the fullness of time that all these stats, uh, most of them have been uh, blown out of the water already in recent years. But these big handicaps that have, you know, you'll, you'll get your, your trends boys will give you the, oh, no horse carrying more than 11 stone has won this race since 19 dickety do. There's not many of those left now. There's not many of those left um, because the, the top weights, the way, the ratings have become inflated um, in the mid to upper reaches of National Hunt Racing, um, while the very peak ratings have actually stayed very steady in the same time, um, just suggests to me that those that are bold enough to run highly rated horses in handicaps, they're actually rather than um, the traditional notion that it's, it's a huge task, they're actually getting in quite well, um, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So... Actually, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm going to actually agree uh, with with Kevin Blake on this, and 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 uh, and 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 you know, as you know, that'd be very rare now for 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 me to be doing so. Norval lads back again. Um, I'll give you I'll give you my extensive research, uh, gentlemen, on stats. There, I can't believe he brought it up, and uh, I heard your sarcastic remark there, Kevin. So I said I'd I'd pop in here because this will prove now to be fruitful. So uh, if the horse is age ten or over. Draw a line through it. No chance. Uh, officially rated under 145. Uh, late all day, lads. No chance. Um, yet to win at pattern or listed level over the big obstacles. Forget it. And if you're an obvious owl hold up horse, you'll be staying held up because you have no chance of winning this race. Uh, and, and the clues I'll give you. Second season chasers. This Rixie fella. I don't know where you found him from, lads. He seems to know his stuff. Uh, so that's a that's a that's a definitely a good one. Um, if you ran in the RSA chase, and uh, if you're trained by Paul Nichols, Nicky Henderson, 
Colin Tiz Tizard. We'll go with Tizard. I'm confused by the way you boys keep messing around with that pronunciation. And the greatest trainer on both sides of the Irish Sea, David Pipe. That's who you want to be backing in this race, lads. And uh, I, I leave it at that. Subscription service is back. It's £500 a minute, but it's worth every second of it. Thanks very much, lads. Bye-bye. I tell you what, Kenners, you're gone again. That that impression <laughs> changed about three different times in the middle of it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about impression. Like, there's only one microphone in the studio right now, so you have to hand it over to him. Shocking. So... <laughs> Uh, right, can I give my selection for the race? So it, mean, it means, effectively, what Norval is telling us is that the young master's got no chance. That's brilliant. Thanks very much. Great. On you go, Kev. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go down a different road to Captain Obvious there. <laughs> and then I go with one at a big price. Hey, hey! <laughs> go conquer uh, sound, for, for, twi- for, twi- for Twister. Oh, for Big Nige. Uh, yeah, he's a wild price. I'd imagine he's the type of price he is now just because of his, his overall profile. He's a nine-year-old. Um, people would always favour the, the less exposed um, handicappers for, for this race. But like Rixie says, it, it probably isn't the world's best Labrooks trophy. And um, and go conquer, to be fair to him. He he bolted up in a, in a competitive handicap at Ascot uh, this time last year off 142. He's back down to 147 here, and I thought his comeback run, which was his first run since leaving John Joe and joining Twister, um, I thought there was an awful lot to like about it. He, he went with great enthusiasm, jumped great out in front, and just, I'd say, got found out for, for the lack of a recent run. Um, he was good and strong in the market on, on the day, suggesting that maybe they thought he was ready to rumble, but the way he shaped um, suggests to me that maybe just the lack of a run caught him out. So if he can come forward from that, um, I think you'd have a fair chance. Now, I don't think he'd get anything like an easy lead up front here. There's a few that like to bomb forward. Um, but I don't think he has to lead per se. So, um, look, he's a wild price. 33, you might get 50s on the day. You can get 50s. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, you, would, you wouldn't be putting up 50 to one shots of Robbie Mack was on the pod, would you? You know what kind of, you know what, you know what you get back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but look, he's a big old, big old price. He'll give you, he'll give a bold show. I'd say there, he'll be ridden no nonsense. He'll be bang up there, and uh, and yeah, look, big price. Can't go wrong, can you? Unless uh, they get beat. Un- unless they get beat, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but you'll have tipped a value loser, Kevin, because he'll go off twenty. Sure it's all about the value, you see. He'll go off twenty. Can't eat value. Yeah. So exact. Well, true enough. But you can't eat you Tesco news. You can't eat value or you can't beat value. You can't eat value, he said. But <laughs> well, you, well, both. But you, you can eat Tesco noodles when you've uh, done your nuts on one of Blake's <laughs> to be selections. Fair, Kev, I actually did that race properly at the time um, when your horse ran. And I think Sam Twiston Davis, he I think it was him who rode a mad ascot. I think, it was. I think he might have put the foot down a little bit too soon, kind of going out on the second circuit there. I'd say he was just the combo of the first run of the year. And that probably against race fit horses, probably just saw him beaten. Yeah, he's, he, he would be interested in it as well, yeah. It's a mad old race. There really is kind of small fields, but then literally nearly everything has a chance. Yeah, like none of the none of the sexier ones now really jumped out and poked me in the eye. Like to be fair, yeah, um, as being potentially really well handicapped, mm. and maybe yeah. one of them will prove to be now. But I just uh, haven't had a really good look at it. I just felt it was one of those to to have a swing in. 
Yeah. Um, rather than going down the Captain Obvious route like Rixie. The 14. Hey! The 14. If it's 5 to 1 and I make it 5 to 2, what do you say about that? Well, another value loser. Another value loser. Exactly. You can't you can't beat value losers. At least you feel good, as you've been told before the off, that the horse has been well backed. I got the value, lads. Um, I was interested in Black Horton and Kemboy as well towards the top of the weights, but the price has kind of gone on Kemboy and. I, I can't top what Kevin has said, so go conquer. 50s. Um, it's just frustrating that there's only 14 horses because you would have had bookmakers um, extending their each-way betting. You Probably someone's going to go four. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've, I've got it up here. I can see one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I can see five, uh, five proper bookmakers, shall we say, um, offering four places and then okay. a few of the other ones in there as well. Are offering four, so yeah. Uh, is there is there any chance they haven't been updated from um, the anti post market? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There probably is a chance, but I'd say I, I know it's a big race and all that, and bookies will be fighting over each other. Yeah. But for fourteen runners, Jesus! If you're offering five places here, I think you're looking for trouble. Like. Well, you're giving money away then. In fairness. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And probably... I'd say just, just just double check your terms before you have a bet, lads. I'm sure there'll be there'll be some going four places. Anyway. Yeah. All being well. And even even looking at this here, some are offering a quarter of the odds, and some are offering a fifth. So just make sure you check all that shit. Because oh, yeah, this, check, this... check that and check that in general, lads, because there's wicked variations these days. This they, fifth of the odds they'd be, thing. There'd be there'd be bookies offering you extra place, but knocking you down to a fifth. Just keep an eye on that. Yeah. Just keep it's, an eye on it's that. It's absolutely sneaky. disgraceful. Um, this <laughs> It really is. Like this is becoming more and more <laughs> no, prominent. Um, to be fair, the majority of firms are going a quarter of the odds, and um, yeah, I can I can see as Rixie says there are not the races. That and this, it, and there's it, a number and who are the time now in the the gambling industry is in the public eye. They should really be offering seven places half the odds. Really, you know, yeah. just to you know, kind of get the the public love back. Yeah, um, there, it's not a good time for the gambling industry it's not a good time for the betting industry in general not just bookmakers there's a lot self-inflicted of... lads absolutely they brought it on themselves they brought it on themselves and, uh, and yeah. just make sure you're checking out terms and conditions as well by the way because there's been some some sneaky stuff been going on recently so just just Kevin and I are going to do a podcast on this but it's just a matter of timing it's probably going to be January um, but th there's a lot to discuss there there's, there's some things are changing we, we want to talk about the uh, the gold rush in America as well. So we'll um, we'll be discussing that in, in January. Uh, we'll move to Sunday, shall we? And the two mile four furlong Hatton's Grace, the bar one racing.com Hatton's Grace hurdle where Apple's Jade seeks history will be live on at the races at 240. Uh, really looking forward to this race. Um, she is a short price favorite, as you would imagine. Uh, currently about six to four on for for this. Uh, Benny de Dua. Uh, who took her scalp both at Cheltenham and again at, uh, at Punchestown may very well be taking her on. Uh, she's currently second in the betting. Kevin, you can lead here. Um, I was saying that there was no way Sam Crow would, would be pushed here to, to stop her three-in-a-row bid. It's her opportunity to join the likes of Limestone Lad and Solarina, and I think she'll do it. She looked back to her best the last day. Um, yeah, she did. I, I was impressed with her. Um, she didn't have the best second half of last season. Um, there was excuses. Um, Gordon has said like she was in season for her last couple of starts. They just couldn't stop her coming into season. And um, 
she was doing that jumping out to the right thing. She was still doing that on that one, a return. I'd say maybe that's just her nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's not terrible, but it's there. And obviously, it's not a problem going this way around, at least. And uh, she was impressive. You know, she has been a bit vulnerable when she's been fresh in the past. Um, I would expect her to step up a little bit, even from what she did at Navin, which would be um, more than enough to win this, I think. Um, Benny DeJou obviously got the better of her. Um, at the back end of last season, but he just got the impression that we did, we didn't see the best apple shade um, any of the times that they took each other on. So I don't want to be too dismissive of Benny the Joe, but I would see um, I, I would see um, apple shade as very much being in the driving seat. There's chat that Mellon might run here, which surprised me. Mm. That that surprised does seem to me. be the intention. Like obviously we're recording Thursday morning. The decks will be on Friday morning, but um, we had that. And we've spoken about it in depth, the, the infamous Willie Mullins interview with Gary O'Brien, where he slated Ruby, not three times, but four. And he stated in that that the plan was for Faheen to run here and Mellon was supposed to go for um, the Mor Morgiana, but Mellon didn't work very well. So it's step up and trip is is an interesting one for the champion hurdle second. Yeah, it wouldn't be for me now. I, he wouldn't shape like a two and a half minor to me. Um, I'd be worrying about him settling over this trip whoever rides him i'd say would have a task on now to get him to relax on his um you know his fresh seasonal reappearance go back and have a look at his um his seasonal reappearance last year at down royal from memory he um he, he was very strong and I, I suspect and even on his second start last season you remember how hard he pulled behind um my tender yours yeah you know I, I think a strongly run two miles with plenty of cover is what he wants and um, this could well be a steadily run two and a half miles, small field. Um, wouldn't be for me with him now. Could be totally wrong. I, I often am, but wouldn't appeal to me now as being a set of circumstances that would suit him. And if he turns up, I suppose Benny the Joe must be, she must be doubtful, is she? Will the, will the two of them run against each other? Maybe they will. They could. And Lorena's sure. in there as well. But Willie is a mountain of good ones in here. It's yeah. impossible to kind of get a handle yeah. on the race. The mean he's in but there as well. I think Mellon is going to run because that's that's what he said. Yeah. After uh, and he wouldn't be like Willie to change his mind now. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, once Willie's got his mind made up, that's it. It's set in stone. He never changes it. <laughs> Willie Mullins changed his mind. Are you mad? Yeah, but I think whatever he runs here, um, I I don't see anything that uh, that's on his potentials list, with the exception of Lorena, that could trouble um, Apple Jade in these circumstances. Hmm. Um, and I, 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 that probably sounds dismissive now to Benny the Joe, but I just, I just think Apple's Jade will, in the fullness of time, will prove to be a better mayor than, than Benny the Joe. You were highlighting on various different shows with me uh, last season, Kevin Apple's Jade's tendency to jump out to the right, um, and you were mentioning the fact that she was doing it again last time. How much of a concern is that for you going forward? Ah, around here, it'll be fine. It'll be fine around here. You know, it's more so of a concern when she's going the other way around. Mm. And, um, you know, she was she was fabulous in this race last season. You know, she she was quite good on her seasonal return. And she came on and she absolutely smashed up Nichols Canyon yeah. and Super Sunday. You know, it was, I would say, probably the best performance of her life in this race last year. I think this this course and distance just suits her really well. And having had such a such an encouraging comeback, I think it'll take a right one to um to to beat her you know whether it's a gelding trying to give, give her way weight to her um or one of her own sex i think it'll, it'll take a right one to beat her on sunday 
And Rixie, it wasn't just Sam Crow who missed the Morgan. It was also Super Sunday, much to the disappointment of, of many racing fans. Um, yeah. But he, as Kevin has said, he has felt Apple's Jade's wrath not once but twice because she somehow managed to get up and beat him at the Leopardstown Christmas Festival as well. So it's, it's going to be difficult for Super Sunday to turn that around. Are you firmly in the Apple's Jade camp? Yeah, look, I think she's kind of going to be captain obvious again. Look, she's she looks like she's going to be very hard to beat. Um, she returned. Um, I think she returned in better order this year than she did last year coming into this race. And look, we we know Apple's Jade is very very good. She she she's brilliant. And as Kevin's already alluded to, you know, any uh, gelding trying to give her seven pounds is a serious job on his hands. Um, probably from two to three miles, even though I don't think she stays three miles fully. Um, she's a she's a race for anyone. So uh, the thing is with her is Gordon. They're gonna try and keep her out coming into season. And Gordon alluded to something at the start of the year. He said they've done a few things that will help, um, which is which is interesting. Like what 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 do you think they could do, Kev? Like is that like kind of some kind of hormone kind of cycle or um, I, I, do they use sometimes use marbles to keep um, mares yes. that are coming in? Coming yeah, we, 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 we talked about this a few weeks ago, actually. Like at this this time of year, it shouldn't be a problem, really. Yeah, um, shouldn't be cycling this time of year. Like the traditional thing would have been to put them on regimate, um, but that's now clouded in controversy a little bit. Mm. Um, they, they've actually, they, I think the BHJ have advised people to to stop using that now. I think horses down in Australia were were testing positive. Um, I think they're testing positive for some sort of steroid, uh, having been on Regimate. So I think everyone's sort of said, "Okay, we're not going to give that to our race horses anymore." Um, right. not, not while they're in, not while they're in training, at least. Um, like Regimate is an extremely common thing um, on, on breeding farms in particular. Um, but you know, if if it's leading to horses throw up um, inadvertent positives, um, then obviously it's not an option. Um, yeah. So the marble is the other thing. We're trying. I was trying to work. We're, we're, we we discussed this a few weeks ago and what what it is and what it's all about. Um, I meant to ask a couple of fellas if it's if it's allowed. Um, I I'd be amazed if it wasn't. Um, so I, I suspect that's probably what they've done. Um, it'd be an interesting question for someone to ask Gordon. Um, at some stage, but I yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I, I'll, I'll be I didn't chase it up and find out if it's allowed. Um, I assume it's, it's hunky-dory. Just in case anybody didn't hear that, can you just expand on, on what they're... Well, oh, in very, in, very we... sim- in very simple terms, they basically insert a, a marble, like a, a marble that you'd play marbles with, um, <laughs> into, as opposed to another type of marble. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they basically um, insert it into a, a mare's uterus, um, and it fools them because... It, it fools them into thinking they're pregnant because they... They think that the marble is a pregnancy, so they basically stop. Um, they stop cycling, and they, they hormonally they act as if they're in foal. Um, so it stops them coming into season, and um, you might derive some of the. I know it's a, it's a it's a debated thing whether there's any benefits of uh, racing benefits um, for a mare be racing while they're in foal, but um, if there is, they they would derive some of the same benefits um, that they would if they're actually pregnant. Well, should we so know, again, Kev, I'll, I'll don't chase, we? When a horse is in foal, they, they improve. 
there was there was a very there was a very extensive study done in this last year. And it's absolutely nonsense. An awful, lot, an, an, awful, an awful lot of work went into it, and uh, it very much questioned. Yeah. Uh, whether it made any difference whatsoever, and, and, and it, the reason it, it the raised, reason it, it might it, it might be potentially a little bit detrimental. Abs- yes, the reason that Kevin Blake knows uh, just how much work went into it is because he is the man responsible for that extensive research, and it was certainly eye opening to say the least. Um, it's Apple's Jade. Um, for yeah, the... I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just chasing it up here, just quickly, just to, just to clarify. Um, trainers have been ordered by the BHA to stop administering a previously permitted product after it was found to contain traces of an anabolic steroid, and that, that's not really good, mate. Not good, not good at all. Okay, it's Apple's so they Jade. Won't be, they won't be using that. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, so it's Apple's Jade for the three of us. Yes. Yeah, I think look, she's the likely winner. But in terms of a bet, I don't know because, you know, I, I don't think even money against. I know that she'll have a run under her belt, but I, I wouldn't fancy taking even money about Apple's Jade up against the likes of Super Sunday and Melon, and maybe you know Benny Benny the Deer or Lorena. So mm. she should she should win, but especially with the run under her belt and her running style as well, she can go out and make her own running. But I I don't think now that'd be a bet if those two two geldings were declared. What's her bid for history? You can see it live on At The Races uh, from Ferry House at 2.40 or be there live yourself. It's a great venue. Um, 20 to 3 Sunday on At The Races as Apple's Jade bids for her third Hatton's Grace in a row. It'd be some story if she can go and do it. It's a cracking card, which also includes the Drinmore Novices Chase. And it's going to be interesting to get your thoughts on this one, Kevin. Um we saw a brilliant performance from Mengli Khan uh, during the week over, obviously, the shorter trip. He's um, now a single-figure price for the Arkle Chase. Uh, the Drinmore has gone to some good horses down the years. What is your thinking on this year's renewal? Yeah, this is a good spicy renewal, isn't it? I was a bit Very worried about the Drinmore so. um, in recent weeks because a lot of the, the, the real nice horses weren't getting out. and Maybe it's not, maybe it's not like the... the best we've ever seen but i think it's a really interesting race um we'll start off with the richberg he heads the markers uh, slightly surprisingly he's he's short enough he's kind of a two to one shot he's very um, short kev he, yeah i'm a little bit surprised he's that short to be honest but he was a good novice hurdler last season without making the breakthrough um he didn't he showed an awful lot of promise on nice ground early in the season and didn't really follow through on a softer surface um, through the spring, and obviously, like like many of many other horses that wanted a bit of better ground, he didn't get much luck in the springtime. Um, in that regard, um, ran very well, I thought, in the Galway Hurdle on ground. He wouldn't have really liked for one that um, he wouldn't have had nearly as much experience uh, as many of those. Um, and he he's gone chasing, and look, he's been very good in, in his two since. And um, to be fair, he does like uh, as a hurdler. If you watch them jump in hurdles. He, he would give his hurdles air. You know, he would jump a bit big at times. He jumped a hurdle like one that would enjoy jumping fences, and he's translated that. And if you watch both his starts over fences, he was actually a bit big over his co- first couple of fences, but once he got into it and settled down, he jumped quite well um, the rest of the way. And I, I was quite impressed with him at Tipperary last time. He beat a good, solid horse in Robin DeFore. beat him well, quickened up, showed a nice turn of foot. Um, this mid-range trip is him. That's what he wants, I think. Um, he's he's a pacey horse for two and a half miles. 
Um, the ground, I, I suspect the ground, we probably should have mentioned it for, uh, before we talked about the hat. It's great. I, I suspect the ground is going to be quite nice at Fairy House. Um, I'll just get the, the full report. It I'm has been lashing rain in Ireland. The current going there is good, but I imagine that will change by the time we get to Sunday. The forecast is bad. Yeah, so the, 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 we got an update this morning at 11 o'clock and the ground was actually good, good to firm in places on the hurdle track um, after 18 mils, but they're expecting 40 mils Yeah. Um, but up, up to lunchtime on Sunday. So that should put it on the easy side of good at the least, you'd imagine. Um, but just just be aware that the there is a change likely to be forthcoming and it might just be clever enough to hold on to your bets until a little bit closer to the time when, when uh, the ground will be a little bit clearer. Um, but yeah, the Richburger, I don't want to knock him. I'm not going to knock him for anything other than his price. Mm. Um, there, there's some very nice horses in opposition to him here. He hasn't done a thing wrong over fences yet. He was impressive last time. Um, don't be, don't worry your mind about the gap between here and Tipperary. Um, after Tipperary, this was the target. Um, he's been trained for this. Um, so... Look, good solid chance, but I, I'm a little bit surprised he, he's quite as short as he, as he is. Quite as short as he is. Um, the, I'll quickly, the, the, the current on. betting is seven to four, two to one in and around those prices. I can't help but notice, though, Kevin, that a horse that you were absolutely bonkers about last year is also entered here. Whether he runs or not is another question. Uh, Henry de Bromhead, mind's eye. Yeah, no, I thought he'd make it into a nice chaser. Um, and look, he hasn't done a whole lot wrong. He ran a nice race when he was second to Voider Rev, who's come out and boosted that form since. And he duly got off the mark last time. He's not the, the world's easiest ride, I'd say. Mm. Um, I don't think he, he wants to get... He, he t- he's one of those that he can take a real good grip, but he doesn't want to be in front for too long. Um, and I, I didn't think he was doing loads when he was in front at Wexford last time. Look, big jump forward needed. But he's not one I'd be I'd be ruling out too quickly as you know what'll likely be. I'm I'm just looking here. I'm surprised he's as short as ten to one. I thought he might be bigger. Um, coming in off the back of a, of a Wexford um, maiden chase win. Um, but look, some of the others that I'd give a mention to. First one is Delta Work. I'm a little bit surprised he's as short as he is. Yeah, as well, Fifteen to, be to eight as well. Five to two biggest um, price. He was great. He he was just touched off in a Grade One novice hurdle at Punchestown. Um, by next destination, he obviously won the the Pertoms, um by a nose, um, but his chasing debut, like it was grand, he won, but I, he was clever enough. But I, I just thought he was getting in deep quite a few times, um, and I just wonder now if he does that over this trip, um, at this level, it might just catch him out a bit. I'd like to see him a little bit braver if he's going to be. Comp- competing in, in grade ones over two and a half. You know, he, he's a horse that will stay all of three miles. And I just would wonder now, the likes of the Richburg, I would strongly suspect would have um, more pace than him. And um, if he's going to compete at this level over this trip, he'll need to jump a little bit sharper, I think. And I suppose the one that, that jumps out at the prices is um, the horse now known as Rory's horse, um, Disco Rama. Yes. Uh, for, Paul, for Paul Nolan. Um, and he's interesting. Look, he wasn't as good. As, he wasn't as good as most of these um, over hurdles, but he made a really nice start over fences at Nace. Um, his jumping was good. To be honest, you know, he, he shaped as though he, he'd be ready for a step up and trip fairly sharpish. He, he's only over marginally further here. I suspect 
um, an even longer trip will suit him. But I'm just surprised he's put in that sort of price. You can get and he's probably one. he's probably the bet in the race. I think mm. there's tens there somewhere, is there? It's gone. Um, there yeah. is, oh, there is actually. There is there, one firm, a big firm, a, a big firm are going to. And tens. that's um, that'd be too big. That that'd be the bet in the race for me now. Um, I suspect he'll he'll be more like half that price by the time we get there, assuming he's decked up and the the big guns are decked up. I suspect he'll shorten. And it does and, look as um, though he is going to run, Kev. So there's there's a lot to like because there's so many Gigginstown horses in here. And to be fair, they're they're never afraid to let their horses take each other on. But you just would imagine, yeah. In fact, Paul Nolan confirmed it. The Drimmore is next, so he is he is an intended runner. Yeah, he he'd be the best for me. Excellent. Okay, so it's Discorama, who you can get a 10 to 1 for Kevin. Um, my good friend Declan Ricks, where's the Ricksy cash going? Um, I think Kev, I think I really don't need to say much about that. I think Kev has summed that up very well. Uh, I totally agree about him on the, on the uh, Delta work as well. I think you'd want him to be a little bit more sharper around this track on this kind of ground that might be a bit lively. Blow for blow is similar, I think, as well. He hasn't really been having a cord of his fences and might be better over further in time. So, yeah, look, I think Kev is, uh, he kept summed that, summed that up pretty well. Perfect. So you're going to go with Discorama as well? Um, yeah, I wouldn't have, a, I didn't have a strong opinion as um, as Kev now, but I think that at the, the prices, that makes sense to me, yeah. All right. Uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as strong as Kev now. Not quite as bullish as Dr. No, Blake. No, I'm, sa- I'm saving my bullish one for the Royal Bond, baby. Oh, here oh. we go. Well, then let's move on because this too, of course, is live on At The Races. Five past one. Commander of the Fleet heads the betting at five to two. Uh, short is two to one. Then Royal Rendezvous, three to one. Uh, Sankata Simona, four to one. <laughs> And uh, Sankata, where did he get Sankata? Sankata Simon, uh, Sankta, and the one oh, I will go with Sankata, much better. And um, the horse that really interests me, Quick Grabham, eight to one is available about Quick Grabham, uh, for Willie Mullins. Rixie, it's your big bullet, so we'll start with you. Well, yeah, it's 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 a bullet and it's belonging to, to Willie Mullins, but we still don't know who's gonna run, but. For me, the market is is very, very, very wrong here. Um, quick Grabham is priced up at eight to one at the moment. He should be half that price. Yes, this is what I like to hear. Yeah, I really, genuinely think he should. And Commander of the Fleet, to me, just doesn't have the profile of a horse who could maybe kind of win the Royal Bond. And I know it's very early to say that, but look, he's a point-to-point winner. Um, he was a very, very, very impressive bumper winner. And then he started his career over two and a half at Punchestown two weeks ago. And he was good. I think in ter- it was a perfect, perfect start to the season. But I just wonder on some decent ground coming back to two miles on Ferry House, is he going to be vulnerable? And I think um, the pace that quick grab him and also the horse that beat him the last day at Navin, um, Amaron of Supreme Racing. Those two horses are not short of gears, definitely not. So I think those two against whichever one of those runs, maybe the two of them might run. Um, I, I definitely, I'm happy to take on Commander of Fleet at the prices, 100%. I really liked what, um, Amar, uh, what's it called there? It's uh, Aramon, excuse me, the monster. <laughs> He's a monster <laughs> horse belonging to, to Supreme Racing Club 
who won the uh, he won a Grade Three novice hurdle at Navin the last day. Jeez, I loved it. Now I really mm. did. He he was good. I loved his attitude. I loved how he jumped. I loved how he moved. Uh, there was just so much to like. He came from I think the second worst position in the race from a tactical point of view. Uh, and the, the horse that was in, only in a worse position was quick grab him and he was coming for, uh, to make his challenge two out and he landed on top of a hurdle and it just um, it just you know curtailed his effort really but quick grab him was given the stable mate seven pounds that day so he's going to be seven pounds better off with him here and that day at the weights he came out best even with that mistake and I think Ruby I, I don't know why but Ruby held him up Maybe they were trying to educate him, but Ruby, he gave him too much to do. Um, he looks like a horse who was going to be a bit buzzy and a bit keen, but he once he's got a couple of runs into himself, he's settled down. And I think Ruby just needs to be Ruby, uh, just be a lot more positive, sit second or third, get a lead. And I think these these two lads will have the, the gears to beat uh, the commander of fleet. The only worry is, is if literally every drop of rain falls um, you know, it makes it more of a stamina test. But I think on on yield and ground, I'd still fancy them. And if there was any good in it, um, I, I'd fancy them. So th- I'd have those two against the field um, to take on Commander of Fleet. Um, but we'll have to see which one runs. Willie's got that other one, that Sancta Simone in here. For the for the love of me, I don't know what she has done to be priced up at 7-2 to two anti-post. I would, stay away. I would completely stay agree away. with you. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really don't know. It's. I think she's a strong traveler. She's trained by Willie. She's owned by JP. Um, I think she's going to be way out of her depth here now, and I could be totally wrong. Um, I think she has got other entries. Um, I think she's got an entry in England as well this weekend. So I'm not sure if she's going to run. And Willie's got the second favourite in the anti-post market here, Royal Rendezvous, at three to one. Yeah, £130,000 purchase at the entry sales. Yeah, so he's coming from straight out of a maiden into uh, grade one. So I don't know if Willie's going to run him either. To me, it looks like Quick Grabham and um, Aramon are, are, are likely runners, but I, I honestly don't know. But that eight to one about Quick Grabham is huge. And I think that six to one about Aramon is potentially big as well. And I haven't done it yet, but I am debating whether to dodge those anti-post and hopefully the two of them turn up. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to take on Commander of Fleet at the prices. I like him, but just to me, he looks more of a kind of a Neptune horse longer term to me. Hmm. Well, I backed Quick Grabham uh, on Tuesday. So I'm very, very pleased to hear that you are endorsing the selection, Declan Ricks. And he is definitely my selection uh, as well. Uh, respect to the uh, Supreme Supreme Racing Club horse, but just Kevin and I've spoken about Quick Grabham at length and um, on on the podcast. It should be said, uh, and I really really like him, Kevin. At the time, um, you were saying to forgive his last performance and that he looks a proper Grade One horse. You were highlighting this as a potential race for him. Are you staying with him, or is there something else that has taken your attention? Oh, I'd be very much with him. Yeah, very much with him. Um, have had the race in mind for him for ever since the last day. Now, I think we, we talked about it when we were reviewing the race that it could be a very different story. Come the Royal Bond, we, we were wondering, would the market fall for the trap of uh, putting Aramon in front of uh, Quick Grabham and a Julie has? I can't quite believe it. Oh, um, those it... stupid bookies, boy. Oh, oh it's compilers. What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> 
Gone in the game. Is uh, another account gone? Yeah, the, the, trap, the, 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 the trap was laid for him and they jumped into it head first with smiles on their faces. You're a bunch um, of suckers! <laughs> um, yeah, that price, that price is all wrong. Um, I don't know what he's going to run. I know, I know Ruby, I saw some quotes from Ruby talking about the Royal Bond um, for for a quick grab him and, and saying it, it'll be a different story there. Uh, so I, I'd be amazed if he didn't run. Um, I suppose that the potential fly in, fly in the ointment is Royal Rendezvous, um, who is priced up as the shortest of Willie's entries. And, and to be fair now, um, he was super impressive on his hurdling debut. Super impressive. It's worth watching if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Jesus, the, the the round of jumping he put in now was 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 very very good, and um, look, his form and bumpers kind of stamped him as an ice horse. But that he that he could jump like that now would give you great encouragement that he can prove to be high class over hurdles. Um, but yeah, quick grabbing would still be the one at the prices stands out a country mile, a country mile. Um, he was going to be involved, I think, before he, as Rixie accurately says, he landed on top of a hurdle. Um, it was the second last, and, and he's come home very well. It was a steadily run race. He was poorly positioned as it went, you know, given they were, they'd gone steady in front. He had a task on, but the fact that he, he finished so well after landing on top of one uh, would give you great encouragement. And he was impressive before that at Tipperary, uh, beating Triplicate, who, who might reoppose here. And Triplicate's a nice horse. And an easy game was well held back in third that day. And look what so, he's gone on to go and do. Yeah, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're not game. just hanging our hat on the, the four auction of his hurdle. You know, yeah. I point to Tipperary as well to to uh, as an example of what Quick Grabham can do. And yeah, look, he's he's the standout. He's a standout at 8-1. to one. I hope he runs. I do too. Um, he, he Proper standout. And um, not only do I hope he runs, I hope he absolutely bolts up. For final Furlong podcast listeners, that is going to be some race. See it live on At the Races at five past one. Uh, just quick mention of the bumper. Envoy Allen is the most expensive purchase for the Chivalry Park team. They have horses in training with Henry de Bromhead, Nicky Henderson, Alan King, David Pipe, Sandy Thompson, Jimmy Moffat, Gordon Elliott, and of course, Willie Mullins as well. This one cost 400 thousand pounds sterling so what's that kevin hundred thousand euro <laughs> kennedy loves an expensive purchase <laughs> and he is in to make his debut uh in the he might get 10 grand back might just six six thousand one hundred and sixty he could get back of that 400 grand he's in the the bumper at 340 at the races on sunday uh he would be interesting anything else that interests the lads ahead of the weekend I'd always keep an eye on that bumper. That bumper often works out to be a very good race. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered the gist of it. The, the juvenile hurdle doesn't look um, as good a race as it often can. Hopefully something will, will jump out there and, uh, and stamp themselves as a nice horse because that, that, that division has been a bit quiet. Well said. Uh, just pointing out the fact that Get A Bird... We've covered it nicely. Yeah, Get A Bird, Lucky Pass, Identity Thief, Good Old Value at Risk and Outlander uh, have all won that bumper. So it is, as Kevin says, definitely one to look out for. Right, let's get the final Furlong podcast patent <laughs> for the weekend. Uh, have, have, we, have we invented something? So this means 
you can't go for the same horse in the same race. You have we'll to have be... a lot of agreement here. We'll have a lot of agreement. I think here. so. Yeah. I think so. So, right. so let's right. Christmas. Let's, quick, Christmas is going to come early, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's quick start. Grab quick grab them. We're is... all on Apple Jade. Yeah. So quick grab them is a definite banker. Apple Jade is short, so we might not put her in. We might do a lucky Apple fifteen. Okay. All right. In that case, we'll do a lucky fifteen. How many so quick grab them. Apple's Jade. Kevin Blake. Who would be your other best bet of the weekend? Yeah, I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't be against that at all. Do they let you put specials like that into multiples? Occasionally, but you'd be better <laughs> off just going. Genuine question. I have no idea. Are you serious? Kevin Blake does not indulge in uh, Union Jacks <laughs> and Super Heinzes. He just has absolutely no. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's never heard the phrase Super Heinz before. Um... <laughs> I like beans. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we're going with quick grab at eight to one. We're going. So that, was with... your man, that was your man from Argentina that used to play left back from. <laughs> That's Miami, right, right, yes, yeah, yeah. What about Disco Rama? Uh, Disco Rama's got to go in. Yeah. So that's, that's three. Um, so that, that would be and, a, an apple, apple shade. That makes it a lucky fifteen. And if you wanted to make it a lucky thirty-one, you either put in Sam Crow or who would you side with in the Labrix chase? Would you go go conquer? A multiple stay away from that race. That is just really competitive. It is yeah. it is a nightmarish race. Well there you go. We've given you the lucky fifteen. Happy days. Uh that's it. We're done, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a cracking weekend's racing to look forward to. Kevin, the very best of luck to you at the sales at Newmarket. I hope you make an absolute fortune because that horse is a stunner. The music over the video is terrible. But the horse, horse himself looks an absolute stunner. And uh, the very, very best of luck to you related to some <laughs> oh, mighty Jesus. horses. What? what? I, have a good one for, I have a good one for you here, Kenner. So I have a good one for you here. Come on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Someone's just after tagging me in a post on Facebook, right? Right. Oh, oh see, you'll get some kick out of this. Uh, there's a Facebook page, right? For Tipperary Town. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. If you're not familiar, Tipperary Town is interesting. <laughs> they've, they've isolated the segment where I talked about the roads and they posted it up. No way! <laughs> <laughs> and they put it up with, unfortunately for the image of our town, a popular racing pundit, I don't know if I'm popular, has called Tipperary County Council an absolute shambles and a disgrace. Comparing our streets with the road to Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the comments underneath it so far are? Go on. Susan Doherty says, sadly, he was not exaggerating. <laughs> Marianne O'Donnell Long, it is very unfortunate that he's not wrong. <laughs> D, D. Gubbins, good man, Kevin Blake, well said. <laughs> Olivia O'Brien. Oh Jesus, that's a lot of so forth. Oh Christ, talk about a backfire! Is everybody <laughs> agreeing with you? So far, yeah. Oh, yeah. you you people have got pie all over your face. By the I way, by the way, over don't that all day. Talk talk to anyone local. It's it terrible. Disgrace. It's very it, it's very very bad. For it is terrible. A major town. To um to have a main road like that, I'd stand over that all day. Yeah. I Lads, really, really would. Tip, Tipperary Town is one of the most bleakest places on <laughs> planet Earth. 
But aside from that, Rixie, its roads are horrendous. Like it's an absolute shambles. I think this is hilarious. By the way, did, did they name us or did they just call us a popular racing podcast? Oh no, they've got the, they they will be getting listens out of it. They've embedded the uh, the clip onto their page. Excellent, oh, wow. excellent. There's going to be a How convening. How long ago was that? That that was weeks ago. That was weeks ago. The yeah. Update there. Yeah, that was weeks ago. I think that was with um, Jane, a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, just just to reiterate, one hundred percent sand over those comments. Oh yeah, I, will I, not be backing down. I, even I, at gunpoint. I backed you at the, on the day, and I back you now. The Tipperary County Council have a lot to answer for. A lot to answer for. Right, that's that. More plays <laughs> coming lost, our way. I lost, all, I lost all respect for Tipperary Town when they closed down Tipperary Hills, one of the greatest pitch and putt courses ever made. <laughs> a disgrace. <laughs> a disgrace. A beautiful, a beautiful course. Beautiful a, course. Nothing like a round of pitch and putt and a strongly worded letter should be sent to the Tipperary Council about that as well. And on that bombshell, we shall bid you farewell thanks very much for listening uh, hopefully you enjoyed it um, we have saved your questions for monday's show we will announce the winners of the mugs don't don't worry it's closed we have deirdre has picked the winners producer d's picked the winners we will announce them on monday's show from at the races declan ricks see you later looking forward to having you on again soon my friend from at the races funded and racehorse breeder and County Council <laughs> opponent, Kevin Blake. Good luck. And for me, Emmett Kennedy, I will chat to you again on Monday on the Final Forum Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all the kind words. And uh, thanks for taking our content and putting it on Facebook and getting us more listens. Appreciate it, Tipperary. <laughs> Talk to you soon. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is sponsored by Unibet. Sign up now using code ATR-30 to get your welcome offer. BeGambleAware.org. 18+. Plus. Have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracescom forward slash app for more details.